Chegar? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Michelle Kanan, and you're listening to the Radically Selfish podcast. Radically Selfish is a movement. It's a personal revolution. And so I'm talking to women that have personally revolutionized their own lives and taken back the definition for what it means to be happy, healthy, and to do things their own way. Fuck what society tells you to do. You get to live the life that you want. Today, I'm talking to the amazing Danielle Leslie, a woman that has personally inspired me and pushed me and is the reason that I was able to create my incredible women's empowerment program, Do You. Danielle Leslie is the founder of Course From Scratch, and she is an expert at letting you connect with people that you can help the most in a really easy and fun way to do it. She is incredible. She hit a major financial milestone in her business. And today we're talking about why representation matters, how to stop holding out on yourself and how to follow your dreams because anyone can do it. Listen in. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Michelle. It's such a pleasure. I'm so glad that you made time in your busy schedule to chat with me. As you know, one of the reasons that I invited you here to talk is you were instrumental in helping me change my life and change my business and change my practice because I was able to create something for me to go from working only one-on-one -on -one exclusively with women to having really powerful groups. And that's because I took your online course called Course from Scratch. And I know you've not only helped me, but you've helped so many other people really like achieve a dream for themselves. How did you come up with this? Like, I know your story like a bit, you know, I know that you worked for, you know, creating courses, like what inspired you to do this for other people? Yeah, gosh, it goes like way, way back. I mean, yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, the, the beginnings of this are back in 2000 and. 11, no, 2010, I would say, but I've always kind of been passionate about seeing what other people were into and then helping them formalize it into some kind of product, program, service to help others. So the genesis was probably, you know, in 2010 when I like quit my job, it was my first full-time job. And then I quit it, you know, to do this like national tour with my friends. And the tour was all around, like, we're going to go to 13 US cities. We're going to crash on couches. You know, we raised brand sponsorship money, but we we're still like, we're still going to crash on couches. But we held these meetups for just Gen Wires all over the country to help them talk about how they can leverage their personal brands to grow their businesses and their brands online. Yeah. So I think it's always kind of been, that's like my common thread across everything I do. It was just helping people see you can turn your personal story, your experiences, your identity, your skills into like some kind of framework, you know, to teach others and whether you formalize it through a business or a service. Yeah. So it started there and it kind of, you know, morphed over the years, obviously working, you know, at Udemy and then yeah, being there. And I think there, the big learning was gosh, like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like it's not all about making money or this or that. Like I saw people who were singers and they were passionate about helping other people find their voice. Mm. And we were able to turn that into a methodology and a curriculum to help hundreds of people all over, you know, find their voice. Yeah, so many different stories. So yeah, so that was kind of it. At Udemy, I think after that, I had the opportunity to do it on my own. And so that's when, you know, I finally launched Course From Scratch. And by that time, I had already created like three other courses 
courses that were like in different industries doing different things. And so I felt like, wow, I've worked with so many people. Like, I think I can teach other people how to do this and how to launch and all of that. So how did you decide, like, what was the energy behind, like, knowing that you could do this? Like, you were such an inspiration. Like, it's not only the content that you created, but you were living by example. Like, this is something that you did. You left, like, a corporate job. You left a certain kind of lifestyle. And then you did, I actually didn't know this, like, trip that you did <laughs> to 13 markets. Like, that's awesome. Like, what gave you the kick in the pants to do that and the confidence to know that you could make this happen? Yeah. So... I've always definitely been adventurous, like overly optimistic. So that's been in my favor. And I would say a lot of times it was like other factors pushing me. So for instance, with Course From Scratch, the way that began, you know, it wasn't my decision. Like I had just gotten laid off from my job. This was back in 2015. And I was like, I'm going to go get another job. Like I'm going to get another director of marketing role at a startup like that was my thing. And, but no, but I went to a friend's giving that weekend and I just told my friend, I'm like, yeah, so, you know, I got laid off and he's like, wait, you're free. Like, I want to hire you. And I was like, really? And then I had a few more conversations that week. And it's like my other friend, she's like, are you free? Like we weren't planning on launching our online course, but we'll move that timeline up. If you're free right now, we want to hire you. So suddenly I was like over committed and I had more than full-time work that was like freelance work and like contractor work to do things I loved. And what I learned is it was because I was super generous about my knowledge leading up to then. So even though like these are my friends, you know, acquaintances, I'll be at a house party and we'll be just like chilling at a house party. And you tell me like, yeah, I'm like feeling okay about this. I'm like, no, let's talk about this right now. So that's me. Like I will always be like, let's create a roadmap. Where are you trying to go? And so I think by doing that over the years, you just, you know, instill this confidence in other people about your authority. And I'm like, oh, Danielle actually knows her stuff. So because of that, the universe actually like pushed me into this. And it was like, no, you're not getting another job. Like these people are ready to hire you. So like get busy right now. So yeah, I didn't stand a chance. So I just got started. <laughs> so you like basically had to follow what the signs from the universe, right? Like you yeah. didn't have another choice of what to do. <laughs> totally. Yes. <laughs> And I think it's really cool. You know, I really enjoyed, so just a little backstory for everyone that's listening. Like I launched my own, um, Danielle calls it a course. I call mine a women's empowerment circle called Do You. And now I'm in like the second round of Do You. And it's just gangbusters, like amazing, like the women that are in it and all the results that are happening and all the magic and the connections. Like it's just more than I ever hoped or dreamed that it could be. But it was a dream that I had for a really long time to do it. And I just just kept thinking like being afraid like oh I can't do this like I only knew how to work one-on-one -on -one with people how could I translate that into a group and how could I make it like intimate growing experience using like online technology you know and there was just this way that like you were so clear and you had the, all these great tools, like a low tech promise, you know, and like not letting me get caught up in why I couldn't do it and why I could do it that I just am so appreciative and grateful for. And I know people can get so caught up in that when they're like trying to follow their dreams or like do something new that they've never tried before. Like what kind of advice do you have for people that are like in that situation or having those mm -hmm fears. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one thing I learned early on, and this actually led to that national tour I told you about when we just, you know, I quit my job, did the national tour. I went to a startup weekend and, you know, the goal was like, you link up with people you don't know and you guys create this like 
fictitious product and like a fictitious like plan to launch it or whatever. And so during that weekend, one of the takeaways was when you're building something, you need to create something that solves a problem versus build a solution. And so what that means is there, a lot of times people think, oh, I need this fancy solution that's like tech and like big old billboards and all this crazy stuff. And I can't let the world see it until it's there. And what I learned is there's a difference between solving a problem and building a solution. And a lot of times we build a solution that is doing nothing but looking pretty and that's Mm -hmm. it and making us feel good. But then we realize, oh wait, nobody wants this. So what's happening? So what was helpful for me is always to ask myself, okay, wait, why did I get into this in the first place? Like, what am I really passionate about? What is at the core of this? And for me, it always comes back to helping people like you see their gifts, right? They're what I call your culture ad and your like cultural advantage, you know, your identity, how you make decisions, your beliefs, things that really tick you off in the world that you want to like fix, you know, you want to help people. So like, what is the simplest way to solve that problem? What is the simplest way to help someone, right? Without any tech, what would you do if it was 18, the year 1810? Like, how would you solve this problem in 1810? And so I think like that's really useful for me. Anytime I was thinking about a new venture, I would say, okay, what is the simplest way for me to solve this without any tech? And that just makes it, you know, way more achievable. And, you know, that's why like Course from Scratch is kind of built on that foundation. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so helpful for me. And I think another way of what you're saying is like the KISS method, right? Keep it simple, stupid, right? Like, right? Don't we all complicate? these things so much for ourselves and make it so many reasons why we can't get something done. Yeah. And the thing is like, it's not, so it's crazy because I will talk to people who have been trying to create a course for like, there's one person I talked to recently and her background is in wall street finance. And then she moved, you know, to the other coast, developed this whole system for women to manage their finances, feel empowered. And she's been developing this state of the art program for the last two years. And I asked her, how many people have you helped in the last two years with their finances? How many women have you helped with what you've built? And she was like, none, because I've been too busy working on the program and like the tech and the graphics and making it perfect. And I'm like, didn't you get into this in the first place to help people? Why aren't you helping them? So yeah, I think a lot of times it's, if you, so for me, I do affirmations in the morning, right? Which is a new thing for me. And so it's my little journal and it's a way to hold me accountable. And so I had to do this actually earlier this week. I had to go back and regroup and go back to my goals and say, wait, wait, why did you get into this in the first place? What are you really going after? And refocus and then cut out all the extra stuff that I was trying to do because I thought, oh, this person on Instagram is looking all fancy. They got this whole thing going on. And, oh, this person on Facebook. So I've got to be on this level before I do this. When no, in reality, no. So I think it's a good practice to like regroup and go back to like, why did I get into this in the first place? What is the first step I can take to get there? Yeah, I found that so refreshing about you. And also it's kind of funny for me in a way because like I'm in the world of personal development and growth and someone that like that's you that's like teaching about how to create a course and framework and like internet stuff. You taught me such a great lesson about the ego of social media, which it was like, it's not about the number of likes. It's not about the number of followers. It's like, how are you connecting with people? How are you helping people? Like, how are you getting your butt in front of them and getting them to do your program? Because you know that it's going to change their lives. And I just appreciated that so much that that reminder came from you of like, what's the why, right? What's like the reason that I'm doing this group and how is it going to affect the lives of the women that are in it versus like, how do I make it perfect so that 
everybody thinks that like I have all my shit together and only then can I like approach them. And it's been really great because I don't know if you've been following in it, but that whole like guru student structure is totally falling apart right now as it should be, you know, yeah. like, cause we're all just human and we're all, you know, fucking up and just learning all yeah. the time and that it has made this work so much more accessible and made me so much more accessible to my students and to the women in my group as well. Oh my gosh. I love that because like two things come to mind. The first is what you said about the whole guru student relationship just totally falling apart or that structure getting like redefined because the people I follow and really I stick to are those who are really transparent about their vulnerabilities, you know, transparent about the fact that they've had three miscarriages and that this is what it's done to my relationship. The fact that, oh, we tried to buy this home and it actually fell through. Like, I love when people are super transparent and those are actually the people I go to learn from. And we talk about this, this all the time, but it is, you know, not having a pity party, obviously, but there's always a lesson of empowerment in there, of overcoming and learning. So that's really important. And then the other thing that I love about social media that we need to embrace and really leverage more is the fact that it allows us to attract people who look like us, sound like us, operate like us. So the fact that if you look at mainstream media on TV, right? Of course, like media is getting a lot of slack for not having enough people of color, enough women. And so the fact that I can open up my Instagram and like 90%, or actually probably 99% of the people I'm following are women, right? And then a large percentage of those women of color who like look like me. And so the fact that like me, you, like we can now take a stand for people who look like us, who didn't have someone who looked like them taking a stand for them. So I love that. And then for us to be vulnerable and transparent makes it even more of a connection. Cause it's like, Oh, she can mess up too. And she looks like me. sounds like me eats the kind of food I do. She gets it. But you know, we're on this journey together. Yeah. There's so much power there. Absolutely. And I also, it's a testament in the community that you've created. Cause I'm in that private Facebook group for people that have bought and are doing your course. And it's like amazing. Cause it's so many different people from all different walks of life, from all different like specialisms. Like you said, it's so surprising, like what a course can be, you know, like teaching people how to sing or teaching people how to like invest in real estate or, you know, like it's so cool that you've built this platform that is so empowering and applicable to so many people and to see the support that is happening in that group and how everybody is showing up for each other. But it sounds like that's just how you are. So of course, that's what your group would be like, right? I guess so. That's honestly something I took for granted. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad that that's like happening because that's definitely how I see the world. I mean, that's like my vision for the world. It's like when I think about like my future little kids coming into the world and the world I want them to be born into is one where they're on the playground and they have adults around them who are encouraging them to be their weirdest selves. Whatever weird thing they're into, introvert, extrovert, they want to wear a skirt, they want to wear pants, like I don't care, but they're really encouraging them to be like their biggest, weirdest selves. And I think like the more we tap into that of realizing what makes us different is our greatest advantage, what is our greatest asset and really leveraging that to teach others is such a great place to come from versus the place of lack oh, I'm different from them. I don't fit in. I'm going to shrink to try to fit in. So I love that the world is kind of shifting in that way where like diversity is currency. And it's not just skin color, but it's like, if you have a diverse thought, like if you think differently from this person, you have a different stance on this issue, there's currency in that. That's really great. Can you talk a little bit? I know that it's in your course. So I don't know how deep you want to get, but that's where that culture ad 
idea comes from, right? Could you like talk about that as a philosophy or, cause I never thought about that until I did your course either. And it was so much for me about like how myself can I be so that I'm truly attracting the women that are meant to work with me so that like our dynamic and our relationship really resonates versus like, let me be this like fake version or this superficial look of somebody, you know, and then just so that I, can get as many people as possible. It was such a fundamental difference. So how did you come up with that culture ad? And could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So actually I listened, I went to a panel when I was still at Udemy. So this was in like 2013, 2014. I mean, it was like an HR innovations panel. And so they were talking about when you're hiring and interviewing candidates, you ask the question, are they a culture fit for our company? So meaning do they have the same values, et cetera, et cetera. And so there was this discussion around it where are they a culture fit had now become a discriminatory question because it's like, in other words, it was kind of code for, can I feel comfortable like having a beer with this person or playing ping pong with this person or going to Vegas with this person? And so, you know, do they listen to the same music as me? And what it meant is, oh, well, yeah, if you're this person and this person's a different gender, different age, different, even socioeconomic background, they didn't go to Ivy League, you're going to be like, no, nah, they don't fit in here. Like, they just don't. Right, like mad men, like, let's not hire women because they can't go to the strip club with us, exactly. right? <laughs> and that's what it became. And that kind of like ran rampant in Silicon Valley. So on the panel, there was someone who worked at Medium and she said, we actually ask, is this person a culture ad? And I was like, oh, yes, I like that. So from there, I just started talking more and more about it because I was like, this is an important issue. And the fact that I would you know, do speaking engagements, it would be mostly women in the room and then a lot of women of color. And I said, hey, when you are in a position to make a hiring decision, here's what I'm asking you to do. Think again when one of your teammates says, is this person a culture fit? I invite you to, to you know, reroute the conversation and say, hey, Actually, you know, I learned about this concept of them being a culture ad and then adding value to our team, adding diversity to our team because so that's kind of like, that was the beginning of it. And I realized, yo, this is important in every aspect of your life, not just getting a full-time job, but working for yourself, especially being in any room anywhere. And so what it started meaning is that your set of eyes are so unique. Your set of experiences gives you a unique lens. So it means if these other people all fit in and come from a similar background, they're not going to be able to solve problems that you can put fresh eyes on. You're going to be able to put fresh eyes on this problem and see it from this angle and this angle and that angle. And so you're going to be more equipped to solve new problems, right? The old problems that they couldn't. So, and there's that, and you're going to have insights into the market that they don't. So the fact that I am, you know, a black woman with curly hair, I grew up in the suburbs, have background with, you know, internet marketing and stuff like that means I can speak to that segment of the market that, like most of my competitors are not. So the more we can amplify that. And so that's why, yeah, in course from scratch, there are so many different ways that manifests where it's all the way from how you talk about yourself in your bio, right? So highlighting a random fact about yourself, surfacing that in your bio to obviously your photos, the way you take your photos, your messaging, right? And really like amplifying that. And then that puts you in a position to be a premium brand, right? Because then you become a specialist and you become the only person with this intersection of identity, qualities, beliefs, and skills that no one else has. I love that. Yeah, you're talking and I'm like, oh, this is totally radical selfishness, what you're talking about right now. It's really being like connected to what makes you different and unique and amazing and like loving the shit out of that, right? Like using that as like your biggest 
asset when for so long, most of us anyway, like we grew up knowing like, you know, how to fit in or how to be nicer or how to be smaller, especially as women, right? And depending on like what your personal experience is as a woman, that pressure could have been even more intense. Like, so it's, it's just the opposite. It's like flipping that. It's like, how can I empower myself, magnify myself by being so fully myself? That is the strongest asset out there. Yeah. And we always, it's so crazy because we do think, you kind of mentioned this earlier or hinted at it, that when we do that, we are going to kind of pigeonhole ourselves and maybe not be mainstream or, or not be able to attract certain kinds of people. And it's so crazy that the more yourself you are, you end up attracting people from what, who are completely different from you because they are, you're a magnet. Like your energy is just emanating. And they're like, I want that confidence she has. Like where she stands, like, oh my gosh, that's powerful. So it's crazy. It ends up attracting more people your way. So speaking of attracting, I just want to highlight that this year has been incredible for you and that you hit over a million dollars in revenue, right? Yeah, it was crazy. What a freaking magnet you are. (laughs) Like, I find you so inspiring. Like, I want to say proud of you because, like, I don't know you in that (laughs) way, but it's just, it's amazing, you know, that you've really been able to take this. Because when did you launch Court Search Crash? It hasn't been around for so long. Two years ago incredible. And from hearing you talk, it wasn't like, oh, I'm launching this and this is my sales goals. And this is like, you know, that's the numbers part. Like you really did it from this place of like, how much can I give and how much can I just fully be myself and be unique and put something out there in the world? Like, how are you living right now? How does it feel right now? (laughs) I know. It's really crazy. I mean, if a year ago you told me that this was going to happen, I would not have believed. I'd be like, okay, that's cute. Ha ha ha. Like, no. And it's just because of the rapid growth, right? Like it's like last year was like 130K and then this year is like crossed a million already and we're only halfway through the year. So that's so drastic. And I mean, it really has been life-changing. Like, I mean, for me, my fiance, it meant moving, you know, being able to move to New York, relocate, live in like our dream place, wake up to a dream view and really feel gratitude every morning and then be motivated to like, keep going, you know, keep growing, keep reaching more people because that's what's what got us here. And I think it's interesting because it did start out that way where it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to, and I've always said like, I'm addicted to doing what I love. So like, I've always done what I love for a living. Even if I was working for somebody else, I was still like, I would make the role fit me like a glove because that's what will allow me to do well in it. So I think that's always worked in my favor where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what I love. I'm going to do it to the max. And it did start out that way. And then it was only, yeah, about a year ago when I started seeing some traction in my repetition, right? I said, oh, let me do this one thing. And I did live masterclasses every week. And it was great because that meant I've already taught like tens of thousands of people just this year, right? Through this masterclass, just by showing up every week and like doing a live class, but that's helped just significantly grow the business. So yeah, I think like committing to that repetition and like mastering that one thing was really important. And then having fun. Yeah. On the class, we talk about waist trainers and like you know, Kylie Jenner and like stuff and relate it back to marketing and like tasty content online and like your culture ad and all of that. So I did reach a point where I said, okay, now let's set goals. And so it was crazy because the only reason I crossed a million was because I said I was going to cross a million. If I said I was going to cross a hundred K, I would have crossed a hundred K and that would have been it. And this would have been a different conversation, but it was the fact that in February I did the first six figure launch And I'll tell you, actually, in December last year, I met with my best friend and we did our little plan. And I was like, okay, I'll do half a million next year. But in my mind, I was like, I'm just saying that, but I know I'll probably just do a quarter of a million, whatever. 
And then in January, it expanded. And I was like, oh, I think I can do a million by the end of the year. And then I did the launch in February. And I was like, oh, wait, we're going to do a million by June or May, actually. Millie by May was the motto. But yeah, so what I would say is like, the only reason certain things happen in my life is because I say they're going to happen. Because then I create the plan to make them happen. And then every day I remind myself of that commitment. I said, you are going to enroll 500 new people or whatever the number was into course from scratch, change all of these lives by February 15th. And I like stayed committed and I recommitted every single day to that goal. I recommitted every time I was doubtful. I went back and read that and I recommitted to it. And that's really like why, you know, I got here. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. And what I'm hearing you talk about is this balance where like, first of all, you're super grounded in fulfilling yourself, right? You said like you're addicted to doing the things that you love, like you're committed to doing the things that you love. So having that base of making sure that like you're fulfilling yourself and energetically, like you're aligned with what you're doing and then connected to like your purpose, right? Like I'm going to help all these people. I'm going to change all these people's like lives. And then like your boss bitch goals, basically (laughs) like this is the truth. Like, this is the money I'm going to make. These are my deadlines, like, and bringing it all together. Like I would call that real world manifestation, right? Mm, Yes, absolutely. Yes. It sounds like you're in like super alignment mode. Yeah. It's insane. And I would say like how they always say, you know, the people around you influence like what you think is possible, right? You're some of the five closest people to you or something. And it is really crazy that when I did get in circles with certain people who were doing 10 times what I was doing, reaching 10 times the people I was reaching, then it became a possibility for me. So it's like a year ago, I wasn't in circles with people like that. So to me, you know, the biggest I dreamt was, oh, I'm going to cross, you know, six figures. I'm going to be able to reach this many people and I'll be a woman of one because I can't hire anyone. No one who I know has any teams. They're not able to do that. And then, you know, like going a few months later, that's when I started getting into circles. And it's crazy because then it became a reality, right? And I was like, oh, and it entered the realm of possibility where I'm like, oh, a million is, that's actually small. You know, that's like a practice business. And then, oh, we're going to do 5 million by December, like no big deal. So it's crazy. Like just how you just can open up your mind and it's not even a stretch goal anymore. It's like, yeah, no, this is happening. Like the future Danielle has already done this. So let's keep it moving. Like get in the gym, do your thing, eat properly, get your goal done for the day. And then like, let's keep it moving because the future Danielle has already accomplished this. I love that. Well, that's such an important thing, right? Like, who are the people that we're surrounding ourselves with? Like, what are the ideas that we're ingesting? Like, how are we treating ourselves? Like, how big is the world that we surround ourselves with? And how important it is to challenge and to push ourselves, right? Yes, absolutely. You've absolutely been that kind of person for me. So I'm like forever grateful. And that's, you know, why I wanted to have you on the show. I really wanted women that listen to this podcast to see this example of somebody else that is fucking doing it, like walking the walk and like, and also in an incredibly short amount of time as well. Yeah. The thing is like, so in my competitive, because everybody has their own competitive advantage, right? And this does go back to your culture ad. And so yeah, mine happened to be my online marketing experience. So like, yes, I've been doing online marketing for a decade, but the great thing for like everyone who doesn't have an audience and is just getting started is, yeah, I took this to a million in 
two years when I started with no audience. So even though I had that experience in online marketing, I was always working for other clients behind the scenes. My website was super bootleg. I built it myself. I had no email list, no social media followers. Like all my photos online were just weird with the weird filters. Like it looked terrible. Like I didn't know what I was doing in terms of building an audience or following. So it's great because it's definitely an even playing field. Like the, we have access, like this thing right here, your phone, like you pick that up, you can access the world through that thing. And we want to make it so complicated. We want to say, oh, I need a website first. I need to like do this crazy thing first. When it's like, pick up your phone, take a photo of yourself and write a message about where you are in your life, how you're feeling and the last thing you accomplished and hit send, hit post, right? And that's like step one to starting to like live your truth show people your culture ad and starting to take that step towards whatever you want to create in the world that can add value to people's lives. So do you think that it always needs to be connected to like adding value to others? Like that sounds like that's the magic formula. It's like, how do you take like who you are and what you have to offer? So that's like your zone of genius and like your connection to yourself or your radical selfishness. And then at the same time, like how do you use that to empower others too, right? It's a chain, right? Yes. So first of all, it's definitely required if you want to make it your living, right? Like if you want it to be your business or your full-time thing. And because remember, when you make it a living and when you actually earn money from it, that means you can affect way more people. Like the fact that I have way more cash right now means... I can like affect and reach so many more people. And, you know, even last night, I'm going to connect with a friend who is really active in, she has a a great site. I think it's called techactivism.org, but in helping like reach people who are low income all over the world, helping them get in touch with tools that they can use to uplift themselves. And so because I have all of this that I've created, I can connect with her and say, hey, I want to contribute to your organization so you can now reach more people because you're already doing that with your organization, right? And so like, if I didn't grow this quickly, I wouldn't have the cash. I would be so worried about keeping my doors open and keeping the lights on. So absolutely, like the faster you can figure out what you love doing for a living and where, and I call it your perfect customer profile or your MVP, most valuable payer, but the person who's going to pay the most time, attention, and or money to what you're offering, man, the faster you can really like find that, that market fit and take off. But yeah, that's the key. I love that because there's a lot of also complicated emotion and feeling and judgment around money and wealth too, right? Like that if you make money that you're hoarding it somehow or that it's evil and what you're talking about is this really different approach that it's like, it's a resource, right? So how are you going to use that resource? How are you going to invest back? You know, and it's this beautiful cycle. It's crazy. I did a landmark last year. I don't know if you're familiar. Have you done it? My husband did it. I have not done landmark. Okay. Yeah. And so I did it actually a year ago and it was a part of like my evolution and turning point and everything. But, you know, they talk a lot about the people next to you, right? So your sister, your brother, your mom and uplifting them after you learn, you know, everything. And so when I was going through the program, I was like, how am I going to do that? Like, I'm barely like working on myself and whatever. Like now I was able to pay for like my dad to come on vacation with us. And I couldn't even afford this vacation last year, but he was there living his best life. And now I'm getting texts from him almost every day. Just like, I'm so proud of you. And like, I'm so happy. Can't wait to see you again. I brought my sister out. So I was able to fly her out to our new place to help me like unpack and get settled. But you know, we set up our little task list in a sauna and I was able to give her some like professional, you know, experience as well at the same time. So I'm like, wow, like, okay, I'm actually in a place where I can help and uplift those around me. And it wouldn't have been possible without growing. Yeah. 
That's so beautiful. I think you're such a testament to the reason why we need to get off of our asses and do what we're meant to be doing yes. in this world and to really listen to ourselves and listen to our hearts. And at the same time that doing it doesn't have to and shouldn't have to be like a charity thing, like a self-sacrifice kind of thing, that there's this real way that you can empower yourself and empower other people and just make the world a totally better place. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Danielle. This has been such a great conversation. Like, again, I'm just so grateful having worked with you. And now like this chain reaction again, like I really believe that empowered women empower other women and you are that for me. And because of you, I'm able to do that with my clients, with the women in my group, all the future groups that I'm going to do. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time and just for existing and for you empowering yourself so that all these other people could benefit from it. So thank you very much. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for doing this show and for the impact that you're making. Thanks so much for having me. Is there anything that you want to add or say before we sign off for the day? Let me see. No, I think my parting words are just usually around like what we talked about, which is the faster you can get real about what your culture ad is. So what is that set of your identity, your skills, your past experiences, like doing a deep dive, doing like a, what I call it, your brag bank of everything you've lived through, the challenges you've overcome, like the faster you can do that and then articulate it into, well, who can benefit from this? You know, who is trying to overcome this now? Who can I help with this? And, you know, articulating it into a way that you can help them, whether it's a service or a course, a business, whatever it could be, man, the faster I feel like you are going to be really living in like your truth and what you're here on this planet for and be able to help so many people. So yeah, just for everyone to remember, like every room you walk into, you are a culture ad. Do not fit to shrink. Definitely like stand in who you are. Take up as much room as you need to or as little room as you need to, whatever your truth is. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I couldn't have said it better myself. So you all heard Danielle, what she said. It's time for you to come up with your brag banks, why you're special, why your weirdness and why your differences make you actually so special, so valuable and so powerful in this world. So let's leave it at that, Danielle. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Michelle. Pleasure. Thank you so much to our amazing guests and to everyone for tuning in. If this episode awakened something in you or inspired you in some way, please leave a rating and a quick and easy review. And of course, share it with someone that you love too. We'll see you next time where I'll be talking to another incredible woman who's doing her damn thing because, well, if you don't do you, then who will? Stay blessed, everyone. chapter of the life keep it in the style pattern customized pen another phrase about the wise a painted chapter of the life keep it in the style pattern customized